Hey everybody, how are you? I hope you are having such an amazing day today. So my question for you, and I probably already know the answer, but just in case, (laughs) have you ever worked for a boss that was just a complete jerk or a complete asshole, or you thought they may have been the spawn of Satan? And today I want to talk to you guys about how to handle that situation because I know it's not easy. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast where we pretty much talk about everything career related and I really just tell you how it is. If you've been around here for a little bit, you know I'm pretty blunt. If you're new, this is your warning. Today is episode number 55 where we are going to be talking about how to handle those bosses who are just complete jerks. I'm your host Stephanie Dennis. I have a background in human resources and recruiting but I really just love to help people throughout their careers and you know share what I have learned and hoping that can serve you guys. That's why I made this podcast and this is a good time to mention most of my episodes do contain adult language. Okay guys, let's get into it here. So we've all been there, right? We've all had the boss who is completely terrible or we have had a spouse or significant other who was working for the devil. I feel like it's like one of those like the devil wears Prada situation, right? Where it's like a complete disaster, but there is hope at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Or no, that's the wrong saying. There's light at the end of the tunnel sayings are not my strength so I usually get them wrong. So here's the thing when we are working for a boss who is just a total ass we sometimes have to be the leader that they aren't and we have to what some people refer to as manage up but we have to do this in a very careful way because we don't want to be offensive. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to be on their level right. We want to be that bigger person. We want to be that leader. So here are a few things that we should do before we take any sort of action. Number one is just observe. Pause, slow down, and just observe, which leads me really well into number two. And this is one of my weaknesses, that's for sure, is jumping to conclusions. So you want to just, again, hit that pause button and observe and don't jump to conclusions because sometimes when we jump to conclusions, we're jumping to the wrong conclusions in a really, really negative way. Number three is going to be not to let your work suffer. It's really easy when you're in that situation where your boss sucks and on a day-to-day basis, right? They're making your life harder. I get that. You guys, I've been there. I've been there multiple times. Like, I, I feel you if you're in this spot and I can tell you I know what you're going through. But at a certain point, either you're going to depart or they're going to leave. And we don't want to leave if it's us leaving, right? We don't want to leave with poor performance. If someone else comes in, the last thing we want to do is let our work suffer and you're a bottom performer to a new leader. That's not going to look good. So I know it's hard, but we want to still be thriving to be a top performer on the team. 
okay, if this is a habitual problem, right, your manager is mean to you, if they are saying things that are inappropriate, if they are crossing a line, either morally or ethically or violating some sort of company policy, number four is I want you to document. And now I don't say this to be malicious or to have some secret piece of paper that's going to screw somebody over. That's not the intention here. The intention here is if this gets to a point where we need to go to HR, we can say, hey, here's what was said last Tuesday. Here's who was in the room or maybe you were alone, it doesn't matter, you know, document things like that, what was said, what day, roughly what time, and those are the types of things that you want to keep track of, because if we do need to escalate the situation, like if your boss is so bad, where they are harassing you on any sort of level, that they are making you feel uncomfortable, and I'm not talking petty shit, right? Like, I'm not talking someone told you to, maybe even in a better way, but like, get your ass into gear and get to work, you know, maybe they said, hey, I really need you to step it up. That is a completely different story than someone throwing around comments like nice ass or, you know, get to fucking work, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like any sort of comments that make you feel uncomfortable at that level, not someone telling you to do your job. That's very different, but you guys know what I'm talking about here. If it gets to an inappropriate level, we need to escalate. You want to have some sort of documentation or if you remember, right, exactly what was said and when it was said so you can have a productive conversation with one of the people on your HR team. Number five is going to be along similar lines is to be keeping emails. I don't have a very good memory, so I keep pretty much all my emails, period, good, bad, or otherwise. But if there is something, again, that you think is inappropriate and you're a person who typically deletes your emails, you're going to want to keep that. Number six is going to be having very open, honest communication. And this is something that I would have people start out with before we escalate any sort of situation is attempting to have that conversation one-on-one and on your own. Now, if it's something like harassment, that might be a different story that probably one of those situations where you may not feel comfortable having an open, honest communication. But if your boss is just throwing around comments that are just rude and just being a general ass, there are certainly times where it's appropriate for you to say, let's hit the pause button. Let's talk about this real quick and just let them know. And at that point, if they continue to do whatever they're doing that is rude or unethical or breaking company policy, then at that point, you can start to try and figure out how you want to escalate that situation. If it's something along the lines of breaking company policy or something like that, my best recommendation when you're having this open, honest communication is to ask questions. There has been many times because again, sometimes I'm the person who jumps to conclusions where I may think, "Uh uh-oh, I thought the policy or I thought the procedure or I thought we were supposed to do this this way, fill in the blank, right? But now we're doing it this way. That doesn't seem to line up with what I've been taught. Maybe something shady is going on. But when I just hit the pause button and I have an open communication or have an open conversation and I just start asking questions like, hey, am I understanding this right? I thought so-and-so showed it to me this way. I just want to make sure that I'm doing it correctly. Take the approach of maybe I'm in the wrong, right? Sometimes we're the ones who misunderstood. And sometimes not, right? It's like sometimes this person is out of line, but it's a better approach of saying, hey, can you help me understand this versus you're doing this, you suck, you know, like (laughs) the reception of that conversation is going to be very, very different. (laughs) And you don't want to be combative, right? In your conversations. You don't want to walk in a room ready for a battle. You want to walk into a room ready for a conversation. 
And number seven is going to be being that leader. And now I know you may not have direct reports. You may not be in a formal manager position or supervisor position or leadership role formally with any sort of title or pay. However, the reality is sometimes we are the more mature ones than the leaders we're working for, right? So we need to set a better example than what they're capable of setting. I know that sucks, and I know that we need better leaders sometimes, but the reality of the situation is until one of the two leave, that's not going to change, right? So we need to be the bigger person and be the leader, which leads really well into number eight and number nine, which is taking the high road and being the better person. So if they're doing something unethical or shady or just wrong, take the high road. Do what you know is correct, even if they're doing it wrong. And at some point, if it needs to be escalated, do so. And if not, then you know, at least at the end of the day, you took the high road and you are doing things correctly. And number nine, again, doing something correctly and being the better person or being the bigger person. And number 10 might be really helpful from the perspective of you understanding your manager and being able to figure out where they're coming from, right? So number 10 is try to determine what motivates them and what sets them off. And now you may or may not find this helpful. I have found this helpful because I know my personality is very different than other people's personalities, right? Like I know exactly what motivates me. I know it ticks me off. And when I understand that from other people, it really helps me understand their perspective and where they're coming from. It also can allow you to shed some light on how they approach situations because you might approach a situation very analytical and very thoughtful and they might approach a situation more so like, what's a good example? Like ER triage, right? Like who's the one who has the worst problem? Let's fix it quick and move on. So if you guys are approaching situations differently, you may think that you have a terrible boss, but they're just problem solving in a different way. So this has actually really helped me in being able to hit that pause button and not to jump to conclusions because I'm like, okay, remember Steph, they they operate like this. And there's many ways that you can do this. Some companies actually offer formal team training where you can understand the personality types of your colleagues. It's something that you could even suggest to your manager or other people on your team like, hey, let's all take a Myers-Briggs personality assessment so we can you know, work together in a more cohesive manner and understand where each other is coming from. Or even asking your manager, like, hey, I know we sometimes talk about what motivates me. I was just curious, you know, what motivates you? Like if you have like a one-on-one or in an annual review type of conversation. All right, number 11 is going to be contributing to and celebrating successes. If you are in a team environment where you have either individual or team metrics or individual goals or team goals, and when you are achieving those goals, when you are setting new goals or hitting certain metrics, celebrate that. Be that leader who is like, oh my gosh, Susie just got five sales or oh my gosh, we just finished, you know, a hundred widgets, you know, whatever the case may be for, you know, fill in the blank for your situation and your team. 
If your manager isn't doing that, you can step up and be the leader because that's going to help others on your team be motivated and it's also going to help contribute to a positive team environment because if you're having trouble with your manager, it's more than likely other people are as well. All right, and number 12, guys, this one is ultimately if you really need to jump ship, you know, you know that, you know, you know in your gut, you know in your heart if that's the right decision for you. And uh, just a few points here. One, you want to make sure you do a ton of research. You want to be very selective. And number three, you want to determine interview questions that you can ask while you're in an interview with your next future boss based on your situation with your current boss so you don't get in a situation where you're moving from job to job and ultimately working for the same asphalt with a different name at a different company. So it is certainly acceptable and appropriate and usually expected during an interview that you're asking questions of the person interviewing you as well. So if that is something you're going to do, I would encourage you, strongly encourage you to figure out one to three questions based on your current boss and your current situation that you can ask a potential or your next boss. So again, you're not ending up in the same situation. All right, guys, that is it. 12 points for you to think about if you are in a situation where your boss, if they're just terrible, they're just an ass, you just feel like you can't handle it anymore. So hopefully that information was helpful and valuable. I really appreciate you guys showing up, taking the time to listen to the episodes. For those of you who have shared the podcast, I greatly appreciate that. If you want episode show notes, go over to the website, findingthebestfit.com. And I know you've heard, unless you're new here, but on August 18th, I am launching my career beta course. Uh, It's an online course where we are taking a deep dive into your career. So this might be for you if you are moving from job to job and you're not happy and you have no clue what's not working. Or even if you know you need to make a career change, but you just have no idea where to start and you're really not sure what's next for you, this might be a good course for you. So you're going to want to make sure you're on the wait list. So the day this episode is released, guys, is August 14th. So if you're listening to this and you want to find out more information, go to careerdeepdive.com. You can read a little bit more about the course. My teaching philosophy, I have always taught by asking questions. So this is going to be an online course with a lot of questions. There's going to be worksheets for you to print out and journal out all your responses because really at the end of the day, I can't preach to you about what your next career move should be. However, I can ask you the right questions and help you get there on your own. So if you're the person who needs this kind of help and you're willing to put in the work, careerdeepdive.com, check it out. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be amazing, you guys. It's going to be so much fun and I cannot wait to help you. All right, next week in episode 56, we are going to be diving deep into what should and should not be on your resume. So if you're getting a lot of rejection letters and not a whole lot of interviews and you're really not moving past that application step. Don't miss that episode. It's going to be good. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. You guys are so amazing. So awesome. I hope you have a badass day.